Hi everyone, this is Georgiana from Beagle Cat. Welcome to another edition of the Inside Podcast. Today we'll be discussing with Oliver Aust from EO Ipso Communications. Oliver, hello. Hello, Thank Georgiana. you for uh, accepting my invitation. Very happy to. Um, Oliver is founder of EO Ipso Communications and CEO, right? And right. has been working in communications for how long, Oliver? Well, 20 years. Wow, impressive. And we'll be touching on some aspects regarding personal branding. You have recently launched your book called Unignorable, correct? That's right. And basically, we'll be touching on personal branding for managers. Does it help or deter candidates? And just as a quick intro, I'd like to say that our podcast is usually meant for HR and employer branding professionals who are looking to um, to get better at, at what they do by, by following in the footsteps of the best people in, in the field. And um, the reason why I invited you, Oliver, is that many times I've heard them, I've heard these HR managers tell me that it's not up to them to set the culture of the company, that it's mostly up to the founders and to the CEOs. I tend to disagree with that point. I tend to believe that um, C-level managers have a great deal of a contribution in, in establishing a company's culture and in, in well, defining the, the brand of the company. And that's why I think their personal brand carries a huge weight in, um, in all this. And therefore, our discussion today, I think, is meant for all C-level managers and company leaders out there who believe in the power of the personal brand and who work towards building a good company culture whilst being aware of how important their own personal brand is. Oliver, as a communication person, I've many times heard you talk about personal branding and about the importance of having a good personal brand. How would you define it and why work so much towards it? Yeah, I'm saying it's a really good question. And, and this is basically to answer the question I've written unignorable because I'm getting the question all the time. And I work with a lot of big organizations, but also startups on their reputation and the personal branding of the people in charge there. And those things go hand in hand. And I always say that um, everyone has a reputation. So why not make sure you have one you actually love and that feels authentic and right to you? rather than having a reputation that you do not control or do, do not pay any attention to, because a reputation at the end of the day is what other people say about you when you're not in the room or think about you. And don't we want everyone to have a good opinion of us and the business we are in in order to generate business, find the right candidates and shape the culture we represent as ambassadors of our company? Mm -hmm. Cool. And what would you say are the three things essential to building a personal brand just the yeah exactly so um in the book i talk about the four m's of personal branding mm -hmm. uh, the four m's stand for motivation mindset message and method so motivation is why i want to do it and that needs to be very clear because it is something i have to do over the long term and uh, that means i have to be clear about my motivation why am i doing this True. if i'm the ceo of the founder i want to build the company i want to attract the right talent uh, same for, say, the, the chief HR officer, for instance, or other senior executives. Mm -hmm. So the motivation needs to be clear. And then the mindset, and that often means uh, being clear about the things that are holding me back. Because motivation is often not the issue. People usually, when they enter these sorts of discussions with us, they, they want to do it, but they're things that are holding them back. So mm -hmm. identify the things that hold everyone back, 
uh, and sort of review those or remove those obstacles is part of the mindset challenge we have with personal branding and reputation in general. Then there's uh, the message. So I need to be very clear about the message I want to put out as a communications expert, as a CEO, as an HR professional. The message needs to be clear, obviously that should be consistent in an organization. Mm -hmm. And lastly, the method. I need to know how to go about it. And this is obviously a big part of the book as well, talking about how to do it. And this is obviously what we spend a lot of our time on. But what I've noticed that a lot of the advice out there, and also often how we approach it or approached it in the past, was leading with a method. And we found that often the method is, is obviously important and useful, but if you could just give people the method, they were still not going to do it because they're, like the, they're, they're not clear about the motivation or the mindset. Okay, cool. And if we were to talk about three major don'ts when it comes to personal branding, in a nutshell? Possibly. Yeah, of course. Um, I think a mistake people have to make is mixing brand with sales. Now, the brand is going to do the work for you in terms of sales. The idea is that you attract the right opportunities, the right people. So it's not a vehicle for selling because people, everyone wants to be helped and no one wants to be sold to. And that's, that's a mistake I often see that people out there, and I think we all see these messages on LinkedIn and the posts mm -hmm. on social media that are very salesy. Yeah. So I think that actually diminishes the brand. So be very clear when you sell and be very clear when you're building the brand. If you sell and there's no, no shame in selling, we all have to sell our businesses and our services. Of course. Let's be upfront about it. Don't do the sneaky backdoor kind of selling messages. They don't, I think we all we all sniff them out. We all know them. We don't respond to them. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's certainly one thing. Uh, the other thing is um, certainly thinking that it's not for me. To think that it's not, not for my role in the company, it's not mm -hmm. for my profession, it's not for my industry, is something I see all the time, or I hear all the time, and that's clearly wrong. I mean, we have uh, you know crane operators uh, who build a personal brand on LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's relevant in the construction industry, it's relevant in all sorts of traditional industries, and it's certainly relevant in your industry. Mm -hmm. there, there, there's so many don'ts, and I, I go through all of them, you know, through all of them yeah, in the book, but a third one would certainly be that <clears throat> um, the people get into the hamster wheel of creating content, which they think, that, you know, the more the better and the more content I create for social media, the stronger my brand is. Now, tell people, well, that's kind of having it backwards. You should start with the strategy, then you have a system where you put systems in place that allow you to easily execute your strategy with the right tactics. And that will actually get you the desired results of so being very targeted in building a minimum viable audience rather than blasting content out through all sorts of social media channels. Now, there's not necessarily something wrong with being omnipresent, but in reality, it's very hard to do and very hard to sustain because mm -hmm. it requires a lot of effort. And that distracts and substracts energy and time from the things we should be working on in the business. Mm -hmm. Okay. I remember when, when attending your um, workshops, many times we talked about establishing a personal brand via LinkedIn. Everyone talks about LinkedIn nowadays. Would you say this is the foremost channel to look for when, while building a personal brand? Yeah, exactly. So um, often a strategy for people in B2B mm -hmm. businesses, mm -hmm. LinkedIn is certainly the channel right now because sure. it, it is B2B and it is uh, virtual, it's digital, which obviously helps uh, in the situation we are at the, mo in at the moment. Now, LinkedIn is getting crowded. And LinkedIn is getting uh, more salesy. And I think that's that's something we may see the next few years, that LinkedIn mm -hmm. is mainly 
um, you know, had its peak or will have its peak at some point, and then it gets overcrowded, and maybe there's something else. Now, in the meantime, we all want to use LinkedIn wisely. So I would advise to really check the photo, the background, the biography we put out there. Um, don't use LinkedIn as a CV. Use it as a platform to present yourself and ideally link to your own website or your company's website and show people what you know what makes you special, what makes you unique. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a certain pressure on LinkedIn to be conformist, which I would recommend you give in to. I think the more unique you are, the more yourself you are, the more interesting you will appear on LinkedIn. Another thing one should know about LinkedIn at the moment is that they're currently prioritizing video. So if you record video, if you post video, Mm -hmm. the live feature, now the LinkedIn stories, all of those are video formats, which Mm -hmm. they're clearly pushing. The articles, the longer written format, um, is being pushed out by LinkedIn. So that I think is a shame because it was a good platform to share some thoughts that are longer than a tweet or paragraphs. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, very few people actually see those. I have about 10,000 followers on, on LinkedIn, so mm-hmm. I, I developed quite a good understanding of how to use it as a tool. And I'll sort of th- those are my main takeaways for now. And obviously, you want to publish regularly something where you connect with your specific audience mm-hmm. um, on the on the big questions. And I think that's the sort of inspirational content, the uh, sort of original content is doing mm-hmm. relatively well. Uh, the personal content is doing relatively not private but personal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. That's going actually really well on LinkedIn at the moment. What goes, what is less well received is the sort of general. This is three things you can do yes. to do this or that. That's, that's I think we've we've had quite enough of yeah. those checklists along exactly. the years. Exactly. Yes. They, they were great in the beginning, before. but yes, enough is enough. And I think the, the bigger um, the bigger lesson for all of us is you see what is authentic to you, and then see what works on the platform and. Mm-hmm. Um, it will always evolve. It will always be different things three months from now. So the book and also my recommendations are less about what works right now and more about, okay, let's let's think about the channel holistically. Let's think about what works well. Uh, let's be agile, test what's working. Flexible. Pivot, being agile, being flexible. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's why um, it's good to not deconstruct necessarily what someone else has done last year, but think about it in your own terms, your own ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, indeed. Um, Oliver, while reading your book, something caught my attention. People will be attracted by a purpose-driven or mission-driven brand. Your purpose should be at the heart of your personal brand. Let others know what your values are. Don't people see what our values are? Don't actions actually speak better than words? <laughs> I think people are busy, and if we don't tell them or show them, rather, mm-hmm. um, they may miss it. Um, I think the bigger point here is that the personal brand doesn't mean that we self-promote. It doesn't mean that we talk about ourselves all the time, and that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions. It means that we identify an issue we care about, and that obviously is linked to the business we're running or we are being part of. Absolutely. And we try to use our knowledge and our insights to help people. And that should really be the purpose of content we put out, helping people, helping, of course, the ones we want to help with our business. This is about solving problems. It's not about our own problems. It's about our potential Absolutely. clients' problems. Absolutely. So it's, you know, it's taking the self out of self-promotion. Mm-hmm. And obviously part of that is being mission-driven or purpose-driven. Because if it's only about, um, you know, I solve a problem and you make more profit, now that's obviously valuable for businesses, but it's not very it's not very now. It doesn't feel very zeitgeisty. And obviously most of us, 
are not satisfied with just solving someone else's problem and getting paid for it. I think most of us are probably at a different stage mm -hmm. where we want to believe and do believe in what we do and what we work for. When we get out of bed in the morning and work hard all day, we want to know we do this um, you know, with a purpose, with a mission, with our values inside and you know, being congruent with those. Mm -hmm. And that should come through. You're right, this should absolutely come through, but we can't rely on the fact that people just notice and know what our values are. Um, often it's about you know living them and showing them and telling uh, you know everyone what our values are, and there are some good examples. And we had some really interesting people on our podcast recently, which uh, you know the Cozier founder, for instance, he's a great example. Mm -hmm. That's the search engine that plants trees, and they've planted over a hundred million trees already. Now they're very clear about their values. They're not saying we're the best search engine. They say we're a great search engine and we plant trees, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, and we do this for those reasons, like you know, to tackle climate change. Absolutely. So, it does help businesses and it does help your own personal brand, but it needs to be authentic. You can't just say, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I care deeply about climate change, but then your business is in the coal industry. That doesn't mm -hmm. work. So, it needs to be aligned and needs to be genuine because we, I think, we feel and we see who is the phony and who is genuine about these things. And, and as you say, actions speak louder than words. That sort of reminds me one of the mottos that I, I heard when I first started with digital marketing seven, eight years ago. We were working primarily with tech companies, with tech startups, and the motto, the universal saying was that if you build it, they will come. I think that doesn't really apply anymore. No, you're right. And this is actually where the title of the book, Unignorable, came mm -hmm. from. Uh, it's from a quote uh, by Steve Martin, the American comic, who yeah. said that um, when asked for career advice, he said, be so good they can't ignore you. Mm -hmm. And there's a book by Cal Newport who picked up this quote and called the book, So Good They Can't Ignore You. Mm -hmm. And basically said, it's, it's about skills, it's about the network, it's not so much about your passion. The passion will come through the skill building process. I think it makes a good argument, but there's still a part missing, and this is why the book is called Unignorable, that in this day and age, just um, you know, doing a good job, even a great job, isn't enough anymore because the world is so noisy, because there's, yes. you know, we're competing no longer with three other businesses of our kind in our town, we're competing with the whole world. So it's very important to be seen for the good work and recognized for the good work we're doing. Absolutely. Oliver, what would you say are, who would you say actually are three people with a strong personal brand that you feel are making an impact right now? Yeah, so um, Tijan Unala, who's written a great I'm book. following her. Yeah, so, yes. she, she's done a great job with Global Digital Women uh, in initiating mm -hmm. that and uh, the subsequent book, which is also on personal branding. It's in German, uh, I there's an English version out yet, but maybe it will come. Uh, that, that's really good and I think it's very personal account and very, she does it in a very personal way and um, so I think she's-, she's I really also admire job. her. Yes. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. in terms of looking at CEOs in the country in Germany, T.W.L. of Douglas is doing a great job, I think. Mm -hmm. um, she's a great marketeer, she's a great uh, CEO, I think. And uh, she, she's also sort of. I think she calls herself sort of CEO and activist. So, for uh, women in business, for, for a lot of a lot of great initiatives, mm -hmm. for sort of beauty, but in a sort of more sensible way than some of the you know, other beauty companies. So, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of her work as well. And um, another another example would be um, uh, so many people are followed and studied for this, um, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Um, it will be another another one. Um, pretty, I, I also admire a lot of people who are sort of maybe not that well known, but they're known in an industry. Mm -hmm. 
right? So sort of the people who become key people of influence uh, in a particular industry. Because I see then, what you mean. So mm-hmm. if you go on LinkedIn, look at the top voices. There are a lot of people you do not know. And that is testament to the fact that they're doing a great job in a particular niche or particular industry and become mm-hmm. really excellent thought leaders in that industry. So I would invite you to, to check out the LinkedIn top voices for the category you're interested in and see, wow, there are actually some people out of 80,000 followers yes. posting really great mm-hmm. content. I've never heard of those. And they may not, they may be self-employed, they may be freelancers, so maybe there's a crane operator, a female crane operator from London. So they're really interesting people and there's a lot to learn from them because they're quite unlikely to succeed in this arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be way more creative than a big company CEO, of course. So those, those sure. are some, some of the people are, are really bright. Okay. Um, and just to, to sum up our conversation today, I found a really, really nice quote in your book that belongs to Maya Angelou. And she's saying, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I, I think particularly in these crazy times that we're living right now, where, we, I don't know, people are getting fired and companies are downsizing, I think this rings true more than it has in the previous years. What, what would you say about it? Yeah, I included it in the book because I think that's what's often lacking in corporate communication, mm-hmm. in, in sort of in most disciplines in communication. And that's a shame, and I think that's something we should address. Mm-hmm. And we are guilty as much as anyone, but often when we talk to clients and it's very corporate, it's very dull, it has no emotion, no empathy. This is often a comment we make. It's like, okay, what would this look like? It's a good message, but what would this look like with a bit of you know emotion, a bit of empathy, a bit of... Exactly. Um, because this is how people actually like to be talked to, communicated with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned sort of um, internal communication, implicitly alluded to internal communication. I think especially there, yes. it's so important that when you talk to you know the, the employee, your employees, your team, uh, whether it's a small company or big company, um, to to think about how that makes other people feel. Yeah. And often it's just asking that very question that is enough to course correct, which I find amazing because it is it is almost as if humanity has unlearned how to communicate well with empathy and the right emotions because yes. we've all grown up in a very organized corporate system or but many of us in some sort of organization which is a mm-hmm. sort of organized way to talk about things which is often... Um, not the person-to-person communication we want. So part of my mission is to change that hopefully a little bit here and there, wherever yes. I can, mm-hmm. which is why I included this fantastic quote, uh, my Angela in the book. I, t- I totally agree with what you've said. I believe that um, building a personal brand is super important and being a good people person is also very important. But never forget about kindness and empathy. These, I feel, are, are, are values that are, I don't know, being lost nowadays. Yeah, I mean, but it's ours. We can, we can bring we can, it back and we should bring it back. And I think there's a bit of, I see many places that that's happening at the moment. I think people are, there's a lot of soul searching both at an organizational level at the moment and at an individual level. And a lot of people come up with the right conclusions, I think, about, uh, you know, how can we use this crisis for a future that, that will be better and more humane and better to the planet and, and better mm-hmm. to ourselves. Um, and another phrase that used in the book is about, you know, get, getting out of the hamster wheel, which I think is uh, too many of us are in the hamster wheel. And that's fine. I love to work hard because I believe in the things I do and I enjoy my work. Uh, but it shouldn't feel like a hamster wheel. I think it does too many people and 
sometimes to, to everyone, but um, there's always a factor, there's always some of that, but it shouldn't take over our lives. Thank you so much, Oliver, for the nice talk we've had. Thank you, Georgiana. Just once, uh, once again, please tell me the name of your podcast. Maybe. Yeah, of course. So the podcast, which I host with my dear colleague, Lena Carlson, is called Speak Like a CEO. Speak Like a CEO. It's been exactly. uh, with some fantastic guests in the past few years, you including, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's going out every week. We're just launching season three. We have some, some fantastic people on that, uh, talking about communication and leadership. Congratulations. Has it been two years already? Yes, it's been two years. Oh We've recorded God. almost 100 episodes. It flies uh, by. It is. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a blast. We love it mm -hmm. because it allows us to meet and, and talk to very interesting people mm -hmm. uh, every week, which which is just fun. So it's not work. It's just we just enjoy it. And passion. Yes. And passion. I think, yeah. I think you can see totally. Thank you so much, Oliver. And uh, everyone, we will uh, see you again during our next episode. Thank you. Bye, Oliver. Thanks. This is Georgiana from Beagle Cat, and you listen to another edition of the Inside Podcast. Until the next episode, bye.